All right, we are back again. Live ball podcast. Um, now, past the Olympics, into the full. The the as we are recording this right now, Rafa Nadal is playing on hard court in the U.S., which is super exciting. Um, and yes, Seth is here, and yes, <laughs> he did hurt himself again. <laughs> oh, the, the saga continues. Yeah, well, tell everybody what happened this time. This time, you actually played tennis. It's actually tennis-related. It's tennis-related, so it wasn't completely uh, ridiculous. Well, it still was still ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, my hometown had an alumni tournament. Shout-out to Elegant Tennis. Shout-out to Elegant Tennis. <laughs> it's what we do. Yeah. Um, and I was seated, the one seed, uh, showed up there morning of, uh, very hungover from the night before I was at a golf outing and it was a very muggy Saturday mm. and I, I was the one seed in the singles draw. I was the one seed in the doubles draw oh, look at and you. a one seed in the mixed doubles draw. Oh my God. Who was your mixed doubles partner? Uh, it was say the name, I guess, but it was actually the Elgin's girl one singles player. So I tried to choose young people that could help me in my, yeah, and they did a lot. Careful with that phrase. (laughs) (laughs) And they uh, they did a lot of work. Um, So show up very hungover. Long story short, get dehydrated, Mm -hmm. start cramping, have to get pulled off the court. Let's just say I did not live up to the one seed Mm. because I had too many medical issues. Yeah, and after the tournament. It was a two-day tournament, Saturday and Sunday. I could not walk until Thursday. Mm-hmm. So it was a reaffirmation that I am well, well away from the player I used to be. Oof. Yeah. So Rough. Don't get but, old. Don't get old, kids. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get old. Uh, <laughs> again, careful with that phrase. I don't know if we want to be sending those kind of messages out there. Uh, the, uh, live a long, happy yeah, life. Live a long, happy life. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> don't grow old. It I sucks. Yeah, well, it does suck. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. That sounds absolutely horrible and super painful, but also really, really funny. I would be dying laughing. If My I saw mother it. thought it was the funniest thing yeah. she ever saw in her life because, you know, I think what she thought was so funny, which I think everyone thought was funny, was the sheer arrogance in, <laughs> in going into this tournament. And it was a relatively populated tournament. I mean, we had kids in high school, we had kids in college, we yeah. had people so that were like out of college. Person draw. Yeah, there was like sixteen or so people in the singles draw, I think, and. Um, the sheer ignorance and walking in there with a complete hangover from the day before and thinking you're just going to like blow everybody out of the water yeah. because you're, you know, I guess what you th- used to be. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. not the case. So it was, oh there were some God. chuckles from everybody because I could yeah. not, I mean, I literally could not move. It was. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Also funny too, because I think everybody was under the impression that I still play a ton and that I was going to be, right. You know, just wiping people off the court which i probably should have been but uh yeah it didn't go as planned let's just mm. put it that way yeah far from those days where we could attend the kegger yeah. and play a match be the good next the next day, day. yeah but i told get, you a little bit about my my 21st birthday when i you did a little bit yeah, yeah. when i was like uh had my 21st birthday obviously went out went hard hard in the paint and then um had an alumni match the next day played out of my mind amazing and then 
puked my guts out the rest of the day. Jeez. <laughs> Held off long enough to like play the play the match and look good, but then ugh. But I yeah, I can't imagine doing that now. Oh, that it would was be awful. a nightmare. But in I true like two beers now and I'm like in true gone. championship form, you know, we had the the Sunday tournament as well, right? Oh, so yeah. You'd so see you what, went to church and then... Yeah, know. basically. No, I proceeded to go out that Saturday night and get drunk as well. <laughs> I didn't know about that. You didn't oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> At this point, I figured, do what you do best, you know? At that point, I was like, listen, I am what I am. Can't change the scenario. So I was like, let's just go out and drink more. Um, I didn't drink to the extent I did on Friday night. Was but your mindset that, oh, if I'm drunk, I can't be hungover, right? I thought of it as a bit of more of a challenge. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Nobody, you know what? I don't cramp twice. I refuse to do that. So, um, anyways, it was great. But yes, it was a ugly stare into the mirror. I'll Mm. say that. Yeah. But what do you do? You are mortal. Very much so. But you had fun, right? Well, it was relatively fun. At certain points. Maybe not the That first match. (laughs) I think that first match, I really impressed everybody. I was like, wow, he still plays really well. You killed someone. Yeah, I beat him pretty darn tough. And then that first set of the second match was very good as well. I think I won, like, I think the kid got one game off me. Yeah. And then it started going downhill. (laughs) So, I mean, you lived up to your one seed. I, oh yeah, a little bit. You know, I, so. I mean, I still think I could beat them all in one set. <laughs> yeah, yeah, none of this two out of three Ten business. Point tie breaks. Yeah, none of that's got him dead yep. to rights. But yep. Yeah. No. Well, yet again, Nick doesn't have quite as exciting <laughs> of a weekend. He has to bum everyone out. I'm sure everyone would rather listen to Seth's uh, unhealthy lifestyle. Unhealthy lifestyle and yeah. kind of stories. But then Nick's like, "Well, I watched the Olympics and." <laughs> Um, the gold medal match was very fascinating. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. We, I don't. I think we yeah. said we didn't really want to talk about the Olympics that much, mostly yeah. because it was on at a weird time, so we didn't really get to see it that much. Yeah. And then, um, you know, obviously, the, we talked a lot about Novak last time. And mm-hmm. Novak did not get his golden Grand Slam. Or, he did not. Um, he might still get the Grand Slam, but uh, will not make it golden. Yeah. Uh, will not achieve what. Steffi Graf did, I believe, was the only player that is able to do that. Um, didn't even do it in mixed doubles. Got beat and mixed uh, in the uh, like the semis, and then lost. Didn't even play his bronze medal match, which I did feel kind of bad for his partner. Um, I will. I will say this though: if if we're gonna touch on this just for a moment about Novak at the Olympics. It was, and I know we've touched on this topic before, it was a bit of insight as to why people are big Fed fans and not yeah, Novak fans. 100%. He was a bit of a whiny baby. He was a little bit of a whiny baby. bit of a whiny baby because he didn't win, and people don't like that in champions. He you know? smacked his racket against the post and threw it into the yeah. crowd, which which nowadays I kind of like. I kind of yeah. think it's funny. Fiery. <laughs> I think it's funny. I just yeah. think it's funny. I don't think it's good for, like, obviously I don't think it's good for, like, kids to see that and be like, Oh, it's okay, you know. You know, we should do that as a topic, one of these podcasts about sportsmanship and tennis and whether it's really necessary anymore or like, yeah, do we want it? Do we not want it? Do Have we care? Do we not care? Past yeah. The whole, are we a like, gentleman sport gentleman or not? Sport. Yeah. I don't think we are, but whatever. Yeah, I don't think so either. Well, that, we covered that topic. <laughs> All right, on to the next. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, and then uh, 
good for the women's side as well. Again, showing super diversity with their players. And I think this is, I saw a crazy stat that was like Australian Open semis, French Open semis, Wimbledon semis, now Olympic semis all had different players in it. Like literally not one player repeated in any of those yeah. semifinals. So right. um, Belinda Bencic ended up winning. Hilarious that another Swiss person I know. won I know. gold medal, but it's not. Fetter. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. Um, or Walrenka. Or um, I guess Martina Hingis. Man, Swiss people actually do have a lot of good tennis players. I didn't really realize that until they now. They do. But long history. Um, so, yeah. And, and then they said some, like, random name that I've never heard of. Won, like, the silver medal in, like, 92 or something. Like, or 94. Um, one of those Olympics. I've never mm. heard of this person before. And he's a Swiss guy. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, they, they've been doing great. Unfortunately, Americans did about as well as Seth and I kind of predicted. Granted, they also didn't have, like, their A-team. Right. I think, like, not even, like, Taylor Fritz went there. No. I think we had, like, Francis TFO was, like, our highest guy. And then I think, like, Jen Brady was, like, our highest girl. Yeah. So. um, We sent the JV squad over. Yeah, we kind of sent the B. I mean, it's kind of like the the basketball in the Olympics. Right. We definitely sent our... um, not our not our best but 45th string I w- well maybe not for tennis <laughs> i think that's more we've sent i think our like our b or c team to, yeah to tennis but yeah. um no medals for the first time since tennis came back for american tennis which is a bummer but it was a bummer at the same time we got our our hardcore swing here we got a couple i mean it's like i've been talking about the sebastian Corda kid he's been doing great yeah um new guy jensen brooksby who played, uh, I believe, one season at, I want to say, like, Baylor. Um, and then he's just like, I'm just going to go pro. Um, he's been doing really well. He kind of did the John Isner thing where I, I distinctly, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember John Isner kind of shot up onto the scene in 2008 when the Olympics were going on in Beijing. And everyone was playing the Olympics, and he's just like, I'm going to play all these 250 events that, mm. you know, and I don't have to like qualify to right. like, I think he won like the Atlanta tournament, you know, and, and, uh, got into, into all these like two fifty events that he normally would probably have to like qualify to or get a wild, but everybody's at the Olympics and everyone's at the Olympics and yeah. he started doing really well and he got his ranking up high enough. So right. Jensen Brookby is, is kind of doing the same thing where he's, um, playing all these two fifty events. I think he just beat, uh, he just beat Felix today at the City Open in, in Washington, so mm. he's doing real well. Um, that's another American, I think, to kind of keep an eye out for. He's kind of got an awkward game, but I don't know. He's winning. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, doesn't, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see Jack Sock yesterday play too. That was that was nice. So, yeah, it's always good to see him back. Yeah, so you know, America's doing repping that high school tennis, man. <laughs> Jack Sock. High school. What was his record? Wasn't it oh, like something? Wasn't outrageous. it like he didn't lose? Like he obviously didn't lose a match, but I don't think he lost a single set. What I like about in the his kid, entire high school career. and and I believe he played all four years. Yes, which is what's yeah. so cool about yeah. it, right? I mean, right. That's a, that's pretty cool. Four straight um, state titles, and also right. um, nice little transition, I guess. Talking about Jack Sock, is I was completely wrong about the Nats moving oh, yeah. to Orlando. Right. Um, it is actually going on in Kalamazoo. We're based out of Michigan, obviously, for maybe those random German people that, <laughs> Listening that to listen this. to yeah. this. Um, but we, yeah, we're uh, very close to Kalamazoo, Michigan. 
it is actually happening in Kalamazoo this year. So, and it's happening this week, right? right. It's starting right. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, right? I wonder. Yeah, that's right. I wonder if they're doing. They're probably doing like some sort of exhibition match on they, Friday. They very well, could be. That's what they that. always do. But I will say that they've been. I mean, they've yeah. they've gotten some pretty crappy pros. I mean, I mean, there's still pros coming to they Kalamazoo, are. Michigan. Though. They are. They used to do it up big, though, right? It'd be like Courier and Agassiz that come back and like yeah. play a couple sets or something. Right. Or Todd Martin and, you know, whoever I think else. We peaked at a Scoville Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I remember going to that match and I thought, whoa, I'm excited to watch Scoville Jenkins play. You know, it's like, might as well. I think his career high was being Serena's yeah. uh, hitting partner. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, well, good yeah. lord. So but. that's actually going on. Um, I think we'll put this. I'll put this episode out on Friday, uh, August sixth. So I think that's going on this weekend. Um, so that's something to check out. I think Seth and I will go. Yeah. Um, check out a couple matches on Saturday. So if you recognize our voices, you know, say hi and say you're a fan mm-hmm. to the three people that listen to this. But you know, who knows? Maybe unbeknownst to us, the entire group of Nats boys playing all listen to yeah. live ball podcast. Right. What do you think? I'm I'm not gonna dispute that. Yeah, that's possible. you should dispute that. I'm All sure right. <laughs> not, a, not a single one of them does. Yeah. No, <laughs> too um, busy training. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they better be. Um, but uh, but Nats Nats was always fun, and I remember Jack Sock like just dominated Nats. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw like a random YouTube video of him playing uh, Nats like a couple years ago, and you could just tell it was just. He was just destroying everyone there. Watched um, Donald Young at the Nats. You did? Yep. Watched Ryan Harrison at the Nats. You did? Huh. Um, I, I believe neither of them won it. Yeah. I don't think either one of them I know won. Ryan did. Yeah, I don't think. Maybe Donald won or was he, lost in the finals or something. No, I think. No, it's funny you say that. I think Donald Young lost to um, Sam Query in the finals. Yeah. Okay. I could be way wrong about yeah. this, but I know. Uh-huh. Sam, I remember watching Sam Query play as well. Um, Interesting. Any other pros? You know, it's kind of funny. You would see Andy Roddick's brother walking around. Yeah, John Roddick, because I think he was coaching, coaching Oklahoma or some, one of those Nebraska or something. Schools, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it was, I don't know what it was, but um, yeah, it, that was always the coolest thing about Nats for me is you would sit in a corner to watch a match, and like the UCLA coach would be to your mm-hmm. left. USC coach would be in front of you, University of Michigan behind you, um, so Georgia to your right. Yeah. Hats yeah, they're all like decked out in their apparel out. and stuff. Yeah. How cool. And watching their future players. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of cool. And yeah. some of them will talk to you in chat. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. Um, I didn't go to Nats that much. My one rec, <laughs> this is kind of probably sad, but like I only had like two memories of going to the KZ Nats. Is like one was. I watched um, Scott Odzema, who's oh, yeah. a big deal around in Michigan because he was like, you know, went super pro, mm-hmm. went legit pro. Yeah. Um, uh, played the U.S. Open in doubles a couple yeah. times. He was he was more of a doubles player, I think, than he was a singles player, mm-hmm. and he um, was a big deal. I think he got up to like four hundred something in the world. Which played world team tennis. Insane. Yeah, we played world team tennis. Um, just never really, you know, hit his stride as a pro. But uh, he, I remember watching him play, and he was a top 10 seed at, at Nats, I believe. And he played a kid who lost his mind in that mm. match. I don't know 
what his problem was, but he ended up getting a whole set penalty enforced against him, which I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> right. But <laughs> you know what's funny? I remember Adzuma lost the first set. And in the middle of the second set, the kid had lost it so much they ended up like getting the, the whole second set just like get gifted to him, and then Azuma won the third set like like pretty easily because the kid was just insane. I always like hearing them <laughs> kind of because they obviously call the players to the court. You yeah. know, on court number four, Raymond Stormiento yeah. from Studio City, California. Right. I mean, I, actually, it's funny. I remember that name specifically. That, that is feel, a very deep cut name because I actually yeah. you know remember that? that name too, but played I don't at, know why. I believe he played at Stanford USC. I can't remember what. Yeah. Um, but anyways, the reason you probably remember the name is, I mean, he played all four years in Kalamazoo. So I went up there. I mean, every year we played or every year they played, I was up there and I, I just always distinctly remember that Raymond Sormiento mm, yeah. and... Um, but yeah, you get to hear the voices ring out because um, they they call him on the court. And also, um, oh, another big player. We were um, shoot. We were talking about him not that long ago. Went to a powerhouse D three. Jordan Cox. Uh, yeah, he played and he went pro. Yeah, and then ended up playing NAI, which NAIA. was which is my uh, my realm at Aquinas. We, right. we were NAIA. Right. Played for a school called Georgia Gwinnett, which he played two singles at. Good lord! <laughs> Who played one for them? I some foreign guy. I don't know. Some foreign guy named his, Novak. Yeah, yeah, Novak's brother. Oh, by the way, Rafa just lost. That's cool. Oh, well. Um, yeah. There are worse things. I, don't know. In the I world. think he's hurt, but we'll see. Yeah, he doesn't look good. Um, but yeah, Jordan Cox. Yeah, that that's a name. He was like number one in yeah. USTA for like forever. Yeah. Remember Dennis Kudla was always up there too. Uh, Dennis Kudla, I remember Evan King. Oh yeah, Evan King went to U of M. Yep, went to U of M. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's there's a ton of these. But it's kind of cool though. Yeah. I mean, if no one's ever gone though, they kind of have. You know, they bring out all the the history of it. Agassi played there. John McEnroe yeah. played there as junior. I mean, it's been the anyone who's mm-hmm. who's been an American yeah. tennis star has Raddick played, played on there. Those yeah, we're it's, we're pretty lucky to to be have been able to even just like play on those courts too yeah it's also so i mean like i said to that point it's always so funny that the nationals is it's 40 it's, miles from it's us so ridiculous yeah, and we're just weird. like yeah yeah i know you take it for granted yeah you, know? <laughs> you do it's like we don't know like literally the next uh it's funny because be playing. my junior and senior high school you they do have a program in which you can house some of these junior players yeah, at your house like a, yeah, it's like a like a. I know, I know what you mean. And my parents thought about doing it because they're like, "Well, you have like a really good hitting partner for like a week." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah." You can um, hit with them though. Yeah, you can hit with them. Yeah. I mean, we want to play a set with them, but. Um, yeah. I mean, you could play a set with them. Yeah, be, they probably right. actually enjoy it because they feel really confident really good about themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Um, and they, I mean, we talked. About, I think there was like some kid from Hawaii or something that needed yeah. a place. My parents were like, "Wouldn't well, that be cool if we like?" We never did, but we talked about doing mm. it. Um, but anyway, Jeez, it is. We could do that. Here. Yeah, we yeah. You want to hang out my you know, seven hundred square foot apartment? apartment. Yeah. Chill on my couch. That's right. So eighteen <laughs> year old boy. <laughs> we should do that as an attorney, though. I mean, it could be like, it could be their manager someday if they made it big. Yeah, make them uh, sign a deal with the devil or something. That's right. Like, we'll take care of all your expenses. All your expenses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nick's out. <laughs> Nick's out already. All right, man, I don't know what they're paying you at Varnum. I don't know if I can support an entire young person's uh, tennis career. I can't just, just for just for hopes of like a five percent cut of whatever the. Sh- 
Wow. And if history is, if the last 20 years have shown us anything, yeah. these American juniors are going nowhere. Right. <laughs> well, Brandon Nakashima was the last uh, winner, I think, and he's doing real well this year. Um, I mean, point in case. But yeah. When's the last time you saw Raymond Sormiento playing <laughs> <laughs> professional tennis? Fair enough. Touche, touche. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he's somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's probably. You know, he probably he's, like, he's like the one guy, and he's like listening. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe they. Well, yeah, like, of all the people, why they say my name? <laughs> Shouldn't have had such a cool name. That's right. Raymond. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Real cool name. Yeah. I wish I had a cool name like that. Me too. Um, but yeah, so yeah, no, it, it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, definitely go check it out if you are in the area and. Um, don't don't have anything to do and that that's i mean it's basically professional tennis at the very at the very worst it's you know d1 tennis oh yeah i mean all i mean literally all these guys are going d1 for the most part right so large chunk of them will probably end up playing like a challenger to an itf tournament so it's that kind of level tennis that's what you can expect and who knows maybe you'll see the next Freaking Andre Agassi. That's right. You never know. You can be like, oh, yeah, I remember him. He was mm-hmm. a real jerk face. And, yeah. Uh, they, do tend, they do tend to be jerks. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really talked to anybody from that tournament. I mean, like they smash rackets. They. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, In terms of ten, mm, Their tennis games. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you kind of have to be. You have a lot of pressure on you. And, yeah, and of course. Emulate. There was a cool, I think, ESPN a long, long time ago. I remember watching this when I was like in middle school or something like that. Um, there was a cool little ESPN documentary, I think, that followed around a couple of the kids playing in the Kalamazoo Nats. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Like they they basically live a lot of these guys like professional tennis players, where they're living in like their cars or like yeah. not living in like they're traveling with like their family or their coach or something like that right they're going from like city to city every week playing these high level tournaments or sometimes international you know itf tournaments um for example i think we have a couple of kids from like okamas uh who are definitely gonna have a good shot at you know playing pretty well in this tournament um what's his name I wish I could remember his name. Oh, you're thinking of yeah. Raymond Sormiento. Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I'll take a look here real quick maybe while you're talking about something interesting. Um, Ozan. Ozan Kolak. Co- oh. Ozan. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I know who you're Ozan. talking about. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's he's up there. In, he's um, obviously a seated player. and. Yeah, I'll have to take a look real quick. Yeah, I know the website has them all seated already. Yeah, and... Ozan Kolak, I think his name is. Did he play high school at Oak? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched him play um, as a freshman in the D2 state finals because I was uh, helping running it. He's as sick. As a freshman, he, I think he lost like four or five games in that tournament <laughs> and won singles. Yeah. <clears throat> and D2's um, tough tennis. Yeah. No, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah, Ozan Kolak. Interesting. Um, five-star recruit. He is ranked sixth in the nation. Oh, yeah. So um, he does have a shot at it for sure. Yeah, sixth in the nation, number one, Great Lakes, number one, Michigan. Um, yeah, he's 35 and 13 on the year. Um, yeah, he's he has a shot for sure. Dang. At winning the whole thing. Um, Sweet. 
so yeah, we'll we'll look out for him. Shout out to Ozan and good luck to him. You know, be funny. You know what we should do? We should dress up as fake coaches of somewhere. Yeah, like an like made up school. Yeah, like decked out in a pun- ton of apparel, or even like one that's actually real. Like. Oh my God. Like wear all our Michigan State gear there. Be like, yeah, you know, we've been looking at Ozon for a while now. Yeah. We've been in discussions. Yeah. Our luck though, like the actual Michigan State coach oh, should be sitting 100%. right next to us. He'd be like Gene Orlando's right there. He's like, actually, I know neither of you. He's like, like who are you guys? Imposters. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be um, hilarious. That would be That's funny, a good idea. We, we should have do some that. state gear, so yeah. What what if I dressed up in all my Algon coaching tennis stuff? Would it not be hilarious? Like we'd like to make you an offer to. Uh, Come play for this prestigious high school academy. That's right. Allegan, I'm like, I know you um, used all your high school yeah. eligibility up. Actually, <laughs> some of them probably have not because they never, well, well they obviously graduated. 18, but so some of them have not, them, yeah. Them, it's I'm not like, like college. It's not like you go pro and you I could recruit kids from California to come play in Allegan. Right. Um, That'd be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. But anyways, yeah, it's a cool tournament, like I said. Uh, yeah. Worth, it's just really cheap uh, to watch really good tennis. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Good. Do we have any idea who's playing the exhibition match? I don't think we do. Um, I want to get once you get it up. I want to guess it though. Yeah. I want you to tell me how prominent they are. Um, are they doing one this year? They have I mean, to be. Right? I would think, but maybe with COVID, it's weird or something. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't fly in John Roddick. To- <laughs> yeah. Seriously though, Scoville Jenkins is too busy making baskets somewhere. Yeah, I think it. Just from this preview of the article, it says. Um, that they have removed the exhibition installment of the tournament. Because it probably draws the biggest crowd, frankly. Yeah. I mean, oh, actually, I wonder... It's outside, though, so I can't imagine there's a limit on right. like people that are showing up and so. stuff. No. Ten, 10 to $15 to go there. Um, new ticket policy. Yeah, it says... Uh, yeah, no, no exhibition this year. Mm, wow. Too bad. Oh, well. Who cares? We should have we should have offered our services for free. Yeah, Jeez. If you guys want us to do it? We'll show up. So yeah, so they don't they don't even. I guess they usually have like a dinner too. I mean, player and parents dinner, volunteers award ceremony, and they're not doing any of that. They're uh, really just playing the tournament. Just playing the tournament. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Um. Okay. On to the next topic. I think. We were talking about coaching, weren't we? Yeah, because um, Stefanos Tsitsipas, uh, this, I mean, this was a couple weeks ago, so we're a little bit behind on this one, but Stefanos was talking about um, wanting to incorporate coaching into professional tennis, and he doesn't understand why it's not allowed and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and I think um, some players, including Roger, and this is all via Twitter, so it's not like real life or anything like that, but... Um, some players like Roger Federer chimed in and said that no, that's the uniqueness of the sport, is um, coaching or no coaching allowed. We're out there on our own. Like literally every other sport, you can get coached whenever you want. But for yeah. some reason, tennis has like this really weird stigma where it's like, you know, but it's strange because it's like junior USTA not allowed to coach your kid, right? Right. Um, or like the coaches aren't allowed to coach the juniors or mm-hmm. whatever in the matches yeah then you go to like high school except between i, I think if you yeah, split, split sets, sets right? yeah and then you go to high school and you can get coached on changeovers right right, right? i don't think you can get coached during only on only jv 
you can get coached okay. every point. But that's because they need to be told like, where what to the stand. score is. <laughs> yeah, they uh, flip your racket around. Don't you're hit right. The grip part, junior. Exactly. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I'm varsity yeah. only on changeovers. Okay, and then you go to college, and it's just like every who point. Who cares? Yeah, you yeah. can get coached during the point. Right. You know. Right. The coach can be yelling at you and being like, "Hit it to his backhand." Right. You know. Which right. Would, yeah. So, um. So and then you go pro whatever logically that's the next step i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then again boom no coaching no coaching and it gets to a weird point where you can get like penalized for it and all this stuff and obviously who can forget the the infamous serena um yeah. incident which started literally because the chair umpire you know i mean he caught patrick Whatever his name it's is, Monte Montague. I, Mar- I can't think of his Mar- name. Yeah. Prominent coach, um, Patrick. Yeah, um, <laughs> our boy Patrick. Yeah, our boy yeah. Patty, Patty, Patty M. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's literally yeah, right. <laughs> um, goes and uh, gets caught saying, I don't even remember what he was telling Serena. I think he was like just saying like go to the net more or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something obvious. And uh, gets you know penalized for that it all escalates from there and we all know the rest of the story but um but yeah so like stuff like that happens but then like the the wta also is trying to incorporate coaching on like changeovers and yeah. whatnot so i don't know i will tell you th- this is my perspective on that why not why not coach why not let coaching it's yeah. not like it's not like people are disadvantaged we, they all have coaches right um if it's on changeovers and it's not point by point, you're having commercial breaks on changeovers anyways mm-hmm. a lot of times. I, I, I don't get what the issue in having coaches. You know, fine, we want to be unique, whatever. But for what? For, for the sake of being unique? I don't know if that I, I, that doesn't that doesn't persuade me to – I mean, first off, we've already thrown away traditional rules. We have shot spot. You can yeah. replay. You know, that's the whole – you Not know, play. Right. Um so the whole idea of like, oh, we only have linemen or linesmen, lineswomen, because we're tradition. That's gone out the window. Um, I think we should have coaching. I do. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, right. I'm, I'm trying to actually. I'm trying to think. Is there another sport in which you are not allowed coaching during the competition? Maybe like chess, golf. Uh, even then, you have, I mean, you have a caddy. You have a caddy who kind of, yeah. literally tells you that's true. the club. Where to so hit, like what club you hit, should use. What the course yeah, line that's looks true. like. That's true. Caddies are basically coaches. That's um, true. I can't I mean, think of a sport. I don't think there is. I really don't think there is. I mean, I was randomly watching a UFC fight recently, and they're literally yelling at the guy in the middle of the match, like, you know, take you know, go for the knees, go for the knees, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, it, it really is, it, it is bizarre, and I almost kind of wonder what is the history behind that in tennis, because I, yeah. I personally don't know. I don't either. Um, but my perspective on it is, is like, I don't really care, honestly. Either way. Because, to me, I don't know if coaching, Personally, at least, I don't know if co- coaching during a match is really all that effective anyway. So it's like, I guess, I guess, fine. Why not let them let them coach anyway? Um, because, since it doesn't make a big big difference anyway. But at the same right. time, like you know, if they don't let them, I don't think it really impacts the sport that much. I mean, do you really think, at the end of the day, that you know? say Federer was playing, you know, say we, we rewind back to that horrible match of 
Federer, Djokovic, 2019 Wimbledon, Federer's, you know, trying to serve out the match mm-hmm. at whatever, 9-8 in the, in the fifth set or whatever it is. And, you know, do you really think the outcome would be different if Federer's coach could, like, yell at Federer and be like, do this, do that, you know? I think it's player-specific. Yeah. I do think I can think of a, a player or two that would really, really benefit from that. And I think that there were Grand Slam finals that certain players, if they were allowed coaching, would have won if they were coaching. And by that, I'm thinking of Halep, and I'm thinking of Darren Cahill. I think a couple of those Grand Slam finals when Halep mentally collapsed, I think if she had Darren Cahill talking her down on changeovers, it'd be different. Yeah. Because the bad thing about it, though, I mean, is if you're if you're a pro tennis player and you there is no coaching allowed, and we all know this because we've been players before. When it's unraveling, it unravels the whole way. Sure. And there's no mechanism to like you know stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. So if you had a coach on a changeover, tell someone like someone to help. You just relax. You're fine. And, and there are some tournaments they do allow it in though. Non 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 majors. Well, so, so the WTA tournaments allow, I think. For the coach to come on the court. Right, and talk to him on a changeover talk or two. Talk to him on the changeover, right? Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it would slow the game down because you do them on changeovers anyways. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um, yeah. I don't think – and like you said, if it if it doesn't advantage or disadvantage, then why not? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't think of a really, really, really persuasive argument why we should eliminate or keep coaching eliminated – Right. And if Roger Federer's best rebuttal is because we've always done so, I think that's stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. Wow, you just called Federer stupid. I know. Isn't that weird? I know. It feels awkward coming out of my mouth. Hear that, Roger? guess we're that's not right. getting him on this interview. Uh, I guess not. Well. Oh, quick side note. You, how happy were you that Andy Murray didn't get anything out of the Olympics? Yeah, Christmas came early <laughs> for me. All right. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he did. He still has two gold medals. You can never take that away from yeah, him. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I I think maybe it's it's for me for me it's like I, I think just personally when I was playing in, in college tennis, I don't think any of the times I was ever quote unquote coached during a match really ever affected the outcome. Maybe it did subconsciously somehow, but yeah. I don't ever remember having like an aha moment where you know a coach came you know, to me on the changeover and was like, oh, did you notice that, you know, he does this when, yeah. uh, you know, he hits this shot and right. therefore look out for this yeah. particular thing. And then that like, you know, changed the tides or something like that. Good point. I mean, it's just probably me being a stubborn butthole and in, in, in a tennis player, but I would say I was one of those players that actually benefited from coaching to a degree, mm-hmm. but it was much more of a um, just having the human interaction calmed me down and kind of took me out of the downward spiral. It wasn't necessarily always technical, right? Sure. But it was like, you're fine. Just mm-hmm. relax. Yeah. You know, you're making this bigger than it needs to be. You're beating yourself. And some of that just general kind of. In fact, it was more like a cheerleader than a coach. Sure. But I found myself benefiting from that because it is, I mean, we all know this, it's a lonely world out in the singles mm-hmm. court. And when things are going bad and you can't figure out why, it's nice just to have a voice to talk to and to hopefully give you something that um, 
you didn't think about before. And and I don't know how much of that is me pretending that coaching is really important because I like coaching. Yeah. So that yeah, there's probably you some are of that. More of a coach, right? You know? yeah. I'm more of a coach in the, in my right. mind. So I probably am like, oh, of course, coaching is right. the most important thing. But um, I don't. I mean, I don't know. What, what would you say were the best qualities in coaching from a player standpoint? Well, for me, I think, I think for me, when I think of like good coaches that I've had in the past, I I think I, uh, I don't really remember the instances being, like instantaneous things that maybe were like on court or anything like that. So in that, I guess I don't really think of my high school or college coaches, but I did yeah. have like you know, um, you know, Mark Fix was yeah. uh, at South Shore. Um, I think did a lot for my game uh-huh. um but that was because we had developed you know many private lessons many many relationships yeah and i look back and i think he was the first coach that i had um i think i started working with him when i was like 14 so unfortunately mm-hmm. a little bit later than than most but i think he was the, the first coach that i had who didn't just say like you know do drills that were just like all right we're gonna hit 50 balls cross court back and forth right and, uh, you know, if you don't get 50, uh, start over, you know, yeah. and, like drills like that. It would be, um, I think he diversified the game a little bit. He made tennis pretty fun. Um, again, too, he uh, knew how to, he was a college player himself, so he knew how to kind of build towards what college coaches want. Or we're looking for. Um, yeah, being being not just a, a solid singles player, but also developing your double doubles game yeah. quite a bit. And um, I mean, most importantly, I will I will forever, you know, be thankful of this, but he was the first coach I had who actually told me, hey, um, you know, hitting a ball is really cool on the court, but if you actually want to be a really good tennis player, you have to like start exercising and like working out and right. developing um, strength and flexibility and speed and all that kind of stuff. And all that's done off the court in the gym. Yeah. Um, and I, and I remember honestly being at first, I was, I was very, I wasn't, you know, thrilled about it. Yeah. Well, who the hell would be? Yeah. And it, it took me a while to kind of jump on board that maybe a little bit later than I would like. And yeah. I think really in, in college, I started realizing how important that was, right. was, was to be in good physical shape. But, um, but before that, you know, I, I never had a coach who really did that. So to me, like the, the good coaching came from, <clears throat> I think, developing a relationship and him catering, I think, to what my needs were, my goals were saying like, I wanted to play in college. He's like, okay, if you want to play in college, this is what you have to do. And I've seen him also coach different players differently. You know, some players need more fun in their lessons. Some, some players are just doing it because their parents are making them. So he's like, well, I'm not going to turn them into, you know, Pete Sampras or anything, or that's a weird freaking example, but, um, outdated, but I know what you mean though. Um, but you know, at least they're going to enjoy playing tennis, Right. you know, they'll have a positive relationship with the sport. So I don't know. What about you? Uh, you know, I mean, I always talk very highly of my high school coach, Gary Ellis. And I, I mean, I don't know. I always thought, you know, you, in my opinion, you get to a, a certain level of the game and there's only so much someone can tell you about how to hit a forehand. Right. There's only so much someone can tell you about how to hit a serve. And so it transitions from technical to strategic and to more of a, a psychological thing. And I thought he was a master at motivating people. Um, he also 
what he what I thought he did so well was he commanded respect from his players. And so you didn't want to win just for winning's sake. You wanted to win for him. It was, was very difficult, actually. It, it was really amazing. Like, you know, and and all my buddies who played for him and all the other alumnus players that I've talked with, he had commanded so much respect and you ended up respecting him so much that you played more for him than you played for yourself mm-hmm. because you wanted him to be a successful coach because you knew he was the kind of coach that should have success. And yeah, I mean, he got me through matches just on sheer... Um, I, I always tell you one of my favorite stories is, you know, and this kind of goes to his ability of coaching the player. He knew that I was the kind of player that he could really be harsh with and could light a fire under me mm-hmm. if I needed to. And I mean, I was losing to a kid I shouldn't be losing to and, you know, kind of threw my hands up on the changeover and was like, I don't know what you want me to do. He's drop shot me. He's lobbing me. I'm out hitting him, but I'm losing. And his response was, okay, I'll then default. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go write your name down as a default yeah. and we'll be done. Obviously, you're a crybaby today and <laughs> not a big deal. And he knew that would piss me off. Yeah. And it did. And then I won the next set 6-0. I mean, right. it's just, you know, he. but 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 under, like you said, the two things that are on, under the, the belly of that are trust and respect. Right. And you're just more receptive to work with and listen to and take advice from someone you trust and respect. Sure. Yeah. And so I think that's huge. Um, yeah. It was from my from my perspective, it was trust and respect. If you were a coach that, because there were coaches I knew that were great coaches, but one, I didn't trust them. Uh-huh. And two, I sure as hell didn't respect them. I thought they were assholes. Right. And so it, even if they did have the solution, I didn't want to listen to them. Yeah. Um, and so I think it, it begins and ends with trust and respect because once you open the door with trust and respect, I feel like then you, you can right. say anything and, and get anybody anywhere you need them to go. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's so. interesting too. And I, I literally just thought of this and it's probably not anything unique, but I guess, you know, we, we had just talked about essentially two different kinds of coaches though. Like my, you know, the Mark, who I was talking about, he's someone who works at a, a tennis club and who gives out private lessons. Right. And he doesn't really, uh, you know, he does group lessons, but he doesn't coach a team. I mean, he right. does high school coaching, but um, my relationship with with him was not, you know, in a team setting where he wasn't trying to get me to win this particular match. He was trying to develop my game overall as, as a, a player. player, right? Yeah. Whereas I think I agree when you're talking about Gary. Um, you know, I had that with you know my high school coach as well, and then also especially with the college coach I had, yeah. Jerry Jerry Hendrick, where very similar qualities. Where I, I distinctly remember. Me being like, I want to win this for him, right? Don't, you know, because you, you and, and it is kind of a different, I guess, uh, way of coaching a, a college team or a high school team than it is when you have the singular player that you're trying to develop for the long term, yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it is funny you say that though, because um, so right, I had private coaches as well that were more focused on the. Um, Technique, the technical yeah. stuff, and and I never found myself getting very close with them. Right, there wasn't much of a bond. I wouldn't say it was just much more business like. Okay, right. we're here today to make your forehand better. We're right. here today, whatever. You would go to Kalamazoo. I went to Kalamazoo, right? so I had Matt Olson for a while when I was young. Young, I had Maurice Palmer, but I had Matt Olson when I got into high school, and then I would go to Holland and, and work with some of those guys in Holland, yeah, like George, George, and, and Nate, and yeah. Adam, and stuff. Um, That's a middle of the. I know, yeah. Place. 
And um, I, it's funny. I, I would say that, but it, it speaks maybe more of what kind of player I was. I just thrived better in the team environment than I did. In, I mean, sure. I hated yeah. USDA tournaments. Yeah. I hated private lessons. Right. Loved team practices. Loved team tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think I just, my personality lended itself more to the team environment anyways. But mm-hmm. um, w- what would you say is the... And I will I will make I will make one comment about this. What I did respect a lot about my college coach that I thought him and I jived really well with is we were both really competitive, and um, I think our energy fed off each other that way. I mean, we both wanted to win every yeah. single match, yeah. so that was of course that that was wonderful. But what would you say is? And you don't have to name names, but was there a certain quality of a coach you just couldn't stand, made your skin crawl? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I ever had a coach that I, like, absolutely hated, you know, or, or just was like, oh my gosh, you know, this was, this is, I can't, I don't want to go to this person. I, I think it's just like, like you said, maybe about some of the, when you're younger, especially, and you're maybe not as skilled or whatever, you're, um, maybe going to coaches who you can clearly tell that they're just you know, oh, this is just another lesson. Like, right. you know, we'll just go through the same drills I do for every single other person and, you know, call it a day and I'll, I'll make my paycheck on it, you know? Right. So you, you can definitely tell. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, we had, I had, a, there were a couple of like, you know, volunteer coaches in high school who, you know, maybe didn't know tennis that well either. And would just feel like they had to say something just to, for the sake of like saying something. And it usually was stupid. You know? Yeah, and you're just like, okay, you know, yeah. you just kind of give them a wink and a thumbs up, and you're like, all right, I'll totally do that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, all right, I'm not listening to this guy at all. Right. And I guess it is, it is what you what you talked about. It's like, I don't trust you because I, I feel like you know you don't know anything about tennis. You right. Know? You don't have the 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 CV or like the resume to hundred percent really. Uh, really make me think that what you're saying is actually going to help my game or be worthwhile, you know? So, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, um, just, just in that aspect, I think I, I did have a coach for, there was a little bit of a stretch where there was a coach in St. Joe who was like in charge of the club. He was right before Mark who, or no, he wasn't right before Mark, but he was around there. But he, uh, I just felt like he, just didn't know how to like interact with people at all Mm -hmm. like he was just so um awkward and just kind of he wasn't very personable you know yeah he he would just i could even as like a 12 year old you know i could feel like this isn't how you know people are supposed to act like you're just not um he was just very tense and he just i I felt like he he just didn't know how to communicate at all right It it was strange that's funny that I'm I'm trying to describe him and I can't describe how he is and I'm trying to say that he's not communicating well. So <laughs> works <ironic>. works well. <laughs> he's he's rubbed off on me. Oh, that's God. funny. Not in that kind of way, but yeah. That's yeah. what about you? <laughs> I would say the thing that used to make me want to rip my hair out as a player were the coaches that I thought the coaches I thought felt they were better coaches if they were more nasty and in your face. Yeah. Um, 
I think some of them thought that if you were really intense in screaming and throwing things, that meant you were a great coach. When in reality, I thought it was always a cover up for them lacking some of the coaching chops. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen amazing coaches that can get the point across without screaming and throwing things at you. And so that used to drive me nuts because it was like, what are you yelling me for? Mm-hmm. You know, all you need to do is make a correction and tell me what I need to fix. You don't need to call me, you know, a pathetic piece of crap. I mean, how does that benefit me as your right. player? Um, yeah. So that used to annoy me. People that used to just overemphasize their lack of knowledge by screaming and throwing things. I thought that was always not very helpful and useful. Um, Come on, man. I remember showing up to your Allegan match and me being, or when you were coaching and me being like, man, you're too harsh on these kids. Oh, I was very much, I, uh, <laughs> I was a very intense coach. Yeah, I was. But hey, you want a state title, so what but, am I, what am I, I But I will say this, though. You're right. I was a pretty no, intense coach. No, you, you are right, bad. though. No, you are right. But you were playful. With I was. I was, was playful. It was from a place of love. It was. And I, and I do think, I do think that they respected and trusted yeah. me. Right. So. Yeah. You know, I never called them names, right. um, but I definitely got in their face a couple times yeah. because, you know, if there's well, one... teased them. Yeah, I did. And... But if there's one thing I can't stand, it's lack of effort. Right. You know, I don't care if you give me O and O, but if you're not trying, then we're going to have an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that that's probably my number one is a coaching can't stand is coaches that scream for the sake of... I mean, I think some people literally are like, I'm going to be the Bobby Knight of tennis... Right, and, and that, just scream. That is an old school, I think, such kind an old thing. school thing. Yeah, and this generation, frankly, just doesn't warm up to it. And my gender, I mean, our gender, I didn't like it. Yeah, like you don't need to scream at me. Yeah, you know. So yeah, no, I remember there was I had a I would do this like monthly thing when I was like eleven or twelve, where I would go. It was like some quote unquote elite group for West Michigan players. Oh, I remember hearing about um, that. Yeah, and, and you'd go... Is it the West Michigan Academy or something like that? No, it wasn't that, but basically... I don't know if this is still around, but basically it would be like the top 20 players ranked in Western Michigan mm-hmm. would, would meet up at some club in um, in in, Michi- in Western Michigan. So one month it would be in Okemos, another right. month it would be in West Hills in Kalamazoo, another month it would be in Battle Creek, you know? Right. Um, and you'd show up and you'd do a four-hour training session on saturday sunday with um these two coaches and one of them was really old school and the other one was pretty pretty chill um but yeah i remember the old school one really i was a little sensitive baby boy um because i'd never encountered someone who like would just straight up like yell at me you know and then like call me names do i know the one you're talking about uh probably not i think he's still around Mm. um so i don't really i mean assuming that people actually listen to this but i won't name names but i think he's still around in the kalamazoo area but um you know and he was a good coach he he wasn't wrong but uh, he just the way he did it i just remember i think i was it was my first time there and i think i i ended up like crying at the end of the thing because he was just so mean to me um and i was just like i don't want to go back to him anymore first name start with a b yeah okay i know you're talking about i had an idea but all right yeah yeah Yeah, you you're familiar with the kalamazoo crowd Mm -hmm. um and my my parents were like you're freaking idiot like deal with it (laughs) yeah just 
just you know and looking back now i'm like yeah i was a little sensitive boy you know i mean i still am but (laughs) (laughs) now for the the ladies out there (laughs) now i'm a sensitive man (laughs) yeah now i'm a sensitive man (laughs) very sensitive Uh, that's funny um but yeah so i remember that just uh but i do remember (laughs) this is a phrase i've actually now incorporated into whenever i have coached in the past and I think it was actually hilarious. It was mean what he said, I think, but at the same time, uh, or the, the way he said it was mean. But at the same time, it's good advice. You know, he I, I go he goes, um, I hit like something. I don't remember what I did wrong, but he like told me what to do. You know what I did wrong. Right. You know, and I go, and I and like just an automatic instinct. I was just like, I know, I know. You know, he's like. No, obviously you don't know because if you knew, you, <laughs> you would have done it right. <laughs> it's it's that's actually funny. My my college coach used to have, he had a variation of that. Yeah. Um, which I always thought was kind of mean and harsh and, and a little bit um, yeah. counterproductive, but it's kind of funny looking back at it. Right. You would make a shot that you really had no business making. It was super low percentage, yeah. and his response would be like, "If you could make that shot." you'd be playing at Stanford. Yeah. <laughs> this is not Stanford. <laughs> you just got to, you'd That's walk, hilarious. you'd walk away going, he's right. He's you know, right, yeah. he's right. Yeah. But at the time I used to think, God, that's the meanest thing you could say. Cause it just, cause it kind of deflates your, well, he's also belittling himself in a way. <laughs> True. But it, it, what it does is it, it kind of deflates the players, you know, yeah. self-esteem. Right. But it, it's also relatively decent advice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. should, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, no, it's, it's funny. That is funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I I didn't really respond to that that well. I mean, I don't I don't really distinctly remember him making me a better player or anything like that. And I don't think that was the point of that whole thing. I think that that was just an opportunity for people to, you know, kind of see what level you know other really good players are because it was a yeah bonkers you know group of players that i was playing with i probably had no business being there but um, yeah a lot of them you know or not a lot of them but like some went you know d1 um you know like greg andrews was there so right um and i'm like oh i have to play a set against him great <laughs> like, i'm not sure how this affects his game but uh, <laughs> or mine because i'm just like yeah he's obviously better than just me. smacking winners everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then he shows up to Kalamazoo Nats and gets smoked in like the I, third round. And you're like, that is, who is that bigger fish? That does that's that? what I literally love about tennis. It is it is the most food chain sport yeah. you've ever you know. It's like oh, you yeah. lose someone O and O, and then they lose O and O. Yeah, always, always. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting the way people respond to different coaching and yeah. and um, I think you're you are right. I think that that on the pro level if they do allow coaching some some people will benefit greatly from it but others um i don't think will i don't know if i can name a t- player off the top of my head um i think Halep's a good example because i think she she does play it, it would probably have to be players who don't play well when they get carried away with like yeah. their emotions think about i think about how much safina would have used a coach know if anything would have helped her. yeah she by the way i haven't case. thought about safina at all on, on, other than the two times you brought her up yeah on the show. yeah i know <laughs> i'm like 
I don't think for a second. Because she's always a Safina. <laughs> well, it's funny because she's always a bit of an anomaly because, right, she yeah. was the one for however yeah. long in the world and never had a slam. Yeah. And lost I, quite a few finals, I think. Like a couple, maybe. I don't know if it was that crazy. I think Pliska was the the newest version of that. She's She's been number one for a little bit, and then now she's... Um, she still hasn't won a grand slam yeah. yet, but you know, whatever. Right. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, I think it would be, it w- would have to be a player who, who loses their mind. And then, but yeah. then again, um, that funny story of Medvedev at the Australian open, I think this year where he was down two sets or I think he won the first two sets, lost the next two sets. And during the fourth set, when, his, when Medvedev was kind of like freaking out, his coach straight up just left. Yeah. And then Medvedev won the fifth set, like 6-1. <laughs> Isn't that weird? And it was just like the coach just, again, it's that relationship, right? It is. They've been, they've been together for so long. They know. That probably his coach literally was just like, I know that my presence right now is probably screwing with him more than it is. I'll just leave. And it, look, it, it worked. You know? yeah. So. yeah. You got to know your player. Right. Got to yeah. know your player. Yeah. And, and that is a talent in and of itself. It is. Like, and, and anyone, I think, as a, as a tennis coach can, you know, teach the X's and O's and teach the technical swing. But, yeah, man, to really, I, I can't imagine the feeling of, of, like, taking a player to that level, you know, and uh, seeing them succeed and, and achieve the kind of, like, their goals that you guys yeah. have been working for. And you're being Forever. like, oh, my God. This validates every time, everything I've yelled at him for. Exactly. Makes it all worth it. Right. Yeah. So that would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Anything else? We're about done here, probably. Oh, we got more time or we're done? Uh, We got, I mean, we're almost at an hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. We can wrap it up. I don't know. You got anything else to say about coaching? Um, If it's, if it's substantive I'm, I'm, I'm all game for it i'm trying to think anything else i can think about coaching receiving coaching receiving coaching um <laughs> i'm just trying to think if there's anything that was like yeah uh, yeah i don't know i mean i think i don't know i think good coaching dictates so much i mean i mean as a player i just felt when i had good coaching you just felt like you were um, more focused, more prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were. I was definitely a more focused player when I had coaching than if I was off on the road by myself. Yeah. You know, I mean, just. Yeah. That's what it was. You know, I mean, like I said, I always I play better for others than I do myself, mm-hmm. and so if, if I was playing for the coach or for the team or the goal or whatever, I was a much better tennis player in those moments than I was sure. for myself because I was like, listen. If I lose this tie break, I just get to go home and right. spend the weekend with my yeah. friends. Right. Yeah. So, but in the team environment, if I lose this tie break, mm-hmm. we don't go to regionals. You know yeah. what I mean? So there was, I did well, much did you, better. Did you ever, I guess this would be interesting to know, but like, but your, your parents had never coached you or anything like that? They had never coached me and I will profoundly tell every, every young tennis player, get parents that don't know anything about tennis. <laughs> Um, yeah, play a sport that your parents know nothing about. And it's yeah. funny, a lot of people, the background of that, and I don't even know if you know this, maybe you do. The only reason I chose tennis, because I chose it relatively late, I started playing tennis in seventh grade. The reason I to- chose tennis was because it was the one sport my dad had not played. 
yeah. therefore he could not coach me in. He knew nothing right. about it. Um, it kind of backfired because then he sat through so many private lessons and so many group lessons that he's he like, I can do this. started learning a little bit about it. So he could say okay. things like, stop falling off your back foot. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the best thing about having parents, and we've talked about this before too because your parents are the same, but having parents that weren't more invested in it than I was, was it took pressure off me because it was my gig. It wasn't their gig. Yeah. I mean, my mom... Gosh, you talk about parents that, I mean, my mom played like tennis when she was like 12 and it was like very much part tennis. It wasn't a big deal. But I mean, we would lose, I I would, I'd win a match and my mom would be doing a crossword puzzle the whole time and she'd look up and she'd go better, you know, better luck next time, honey. And I'd be like, I won the match. Right. So not invested. Um, But I've seen players that come from, you know, and we talked this before, do the dads that show up at tournaments decked out and stuff and they warm the kid up and they're giving kids signals for, you know, where they should serve the ball. Right. And they're like in 12s yeah. and those kids burn out at like 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we had talked a little bit about that before. Um, I just, I just think about like, you know, the pro level still, there's some pros who still have see, like parents. You see a them. lot in the like, women's oh game. A lot like of Sophia dads Kennan's, coach their daughters. Um, yeah. Sophia Kennan's dad. I mean, he I mean, coached her to a grand slam. I mean, think uh, about, think about the history of it though. William's sister's dad. Yeah. You have, um, uh, Mary Pierce's dad. You have Jennifer yeah. Capriati's dad. You have, um, I mean, there, there's just a ton of there's them. There's endless. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it means Zverev, uh, family is still involved. Tissipas's family is still yeah. involved. Coco's dad, I think, coached her. I think he still does. Yeah. And, and I also I mean, believe she's that only like seventeen. Naomi so Osaka, a legal uh, thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Naomi's dad also coaches yeah. her sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. No, it, it's it's crazy. I feel like that would be difficult because like my dad was self-taught in a way tennis, so he was a pretty good tennis player. Yeah, I mean, he's still he's still kicking butt on like the the leagues and stuff and senior was, tour in saint joe sure yeah the the leagues and the <laughs> club and all this kind of stuff so right. um he's a solid player and like I remember, did he try to coach you yeah did yeah he? yeah because i mean when, in saint joe we we didn't have um like the coach to go to all the right. time and driving to kalamazoo was always a, a nightmare it's yeah. like an hour away so um there was a period of time where he's just like, I'll just coach you since there's no coaches around. And, uh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't go well. I'll say, were you receptive to that? Uh, no. <laughs> I was not at all. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think it went great. I, th- I think looking back now, it's more of just like teenage hormone, you know. Oh, yeah. Because I think I was like 13 or something or 12 or 13 when he was doing that. And that's just like prime, like, oh, yeah, everything's stupid. You're an asshole. Yeah, I hate your dad. You know, yeah. like you never do anything for me. You know, I just remember, you know, doing the thing. And I see this so often, too, when when I'm just like when we'll be like hitting and we'll see like little kids playing with their parents or something like yeah. that. The thing where like they'll be rallying and then the kid will like not go for a shot because they'll be like, oh, you didn't even, you, you didn't hit it to me. You can't yeah. even hit the ball. Well, yeah. like, why are you even coaching me? Oh, you know, yeah. like I, I know. do that like stuff where like That's my dad so would funny. like hit a ball, like maybe five feet away from me. I wouldn't run for it. And I'd be like, what, what are you even doing? Yeah, yeah, like, you can't even hit the ball, you know? Like, nothing such you, a little jerk. Like, nothing used to drive my dad more nuts than him telling me something. Yeah. 
and me not listening because he's in my mind he's an idiot right and then driving me to kamazoo and paying 70 bucks yeah, for a lesson yeah. in which that person tells me the same exact thing, same thing. <laughs> dad's like i guess i just, I just gotta pay 70 bucks yeah, for you yeah, to get it yeah. you know yeah and if i ever so, have kids I'm, I'm definitely not ever coaching i would them. never I'm coach my kids be either. like you go listen yep. to this person i would never I'll coach drive you around the tournaments and yep. be your hitting buddy but same. like you just listen to your coach yep. you yep. know now, with my nephew, that's a different story. See, I I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm I, gonna for, I'm, yeah. That, I'm gonna be Uncle Tony. Yeah, for sure. Start him left-handed. Uh, he is going to be. Is he I mean, left-handed? He's kind of leaning that way. Is he's he? still kind of young, but like my nephew kind of is too. Yeah. So there's been talk about. I mean, I've been. Yeah, your nephews are closer, so maybe. I can that's take, true. I can take one. You can take the other. That's one. true. Well, and also. <laughs> He's got a lot of tennis in his blood because his dad was That's a D1 right. player. Yeah, he's so. Um, or his cool. grandpa, rather. Yeah. Not his dad, his grandpa. Right. Um, but yeah, he's already got, he's got a racket in his hand. I've given him, I bought mm-hmm. him one and he's, I mean, it's funny. I mean, you see what you want to see, right? I'm, yeah. I, I always, I, like, I always, I'm like, I think he's got a really good hand on Right, yeah, yeah. And my dad's like, yeah, for his age, I guess every, right. he's well, doing didn't, fine. Didn't hit know? him in the face. So. Yeah, right. But yeah. <laughs> he didn't fall over so. when a ball came at him. So You're I right, though. I mean, I don't, yeah, if my kids want to play. And in fact, I, I frankly hope they don't play tennis. It'd yeah. be kind of cool for them to get super into something else. Eh, and then like, they play tennis. Do you? Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a good sport. It's a good life sport. Because yeah, I know something about it, and I'm actually interested in it. But that's like, true. Oh my god, if they pl- if they choose like ballet or something like that, or um, yeah, you know, theater, chess. Oh my god, can you imagine? Oh my, can you imagine traveling? To you the might ch- actually like that though, because <laughs> yeah, you like singing would. and dancing and all that kind I of stuff. I probably would love that. But I'm if like... I have to go to like ninth grade rendition of Wizard of Oz <laughs> or something like that, I'm gonna. Oh, that's so funny. Pull my brain's out. That's so funny. <laughs> I will say this though. If my kids play tennis, I don't care how good they are. I refuse to let them be little assholes. Mm. I will pull them off the court on the mm. championship match at nationals. I do not mm. care. Like yeah, we're you say that now. But I, if they're, if they're my, one match away from that D1 scholarship, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be like, all right. Well, going maybe. through this well maybe but <laughs> no i'm just kidding but also i'm like i know you will yeah. oh my god that that i i just ref, ugh, i can't stand that that yeah. would drive me crazy you're not yeah, gonna be a little punk that, that is gonna be that would be interesting to so. to, to confront that situation it would be. be like what will i do <laughs> yeah i don't think yeah i don't think either one of us would would shy away from you know, because you're just embarrassing me at that point too. You know, well, it's kind of funny though. Like, like I said, I do think my parents approached it the right way. Like, you know, I remember I smacking my racket once against the crown, and my dad, my mom and dad were like very calm about it. And they just looked at me, and they were like, "If you break it, mm-hmm. you're buying your own from here on yeah. out." And I just stopped doing my racket because I was like, "I'm not buying these things. They're like two hundred bucks." Yeah, that's like all my allowance. Yeah, I know. So I was like, "No," but I mean, yeah, I just, I feel like there some of those tennis parents let those kids get so out of control. It's disgusting. Yeah. So no, it, it, yeah, it, it's pretty rough. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to be to be a, a an uncle Tony uncle type Tony. relationship, and that's right. And uh, we'll see. I mean, yeah, granted, they have to pick tennis to yeah. to really like and enjoy. And Lord knows, I'll never, you know. And, and I joke about like blowing my brains out going and watching the Wizard of Oz in ninth grade, but. Um, but you know, if the, at the end of the day, if they're happy, yeah, that's all that matters, that's all that matters, you know, I might, you know, sit on my phone and 
you know go on reddit while it's going on but you know i'll, I'll look up and Which will be you know, there give for you support. a little little thumbs up you know when your your, your scarecrow part comes up so. god that's so funny boy yeah look at us talking about it was this like children it's turned into like it's turned into like dr phil yeah it's very strange You'd like that you like this podcast to turn into i dr. would phil. love you it love to be dr stuff. phil i do love that stuff yeah so yeah all right well that probably means we try it there <laughs> right but yeah uh, yeah any last thoughts on, on on coaching nope not really all right well yeah i mean i think i think like we said i think the most important thing is just don't be a jerk to your players and gain their respect and likewise you know if you're a player understand where coaches are coming from too yeah. they just want the best for you for the most part unless they're you know one of those coaches who just want to make a quick buck but yeah for the most part, they want you to win because they want to be winners too. Yeah. They're they're living vicariously through you. Yeah. Because they're not playing anymore. They want to win, you know. So, you know, go easy on them. Go easy on Seth. Go easy on them. <laughs> All right. Thanks for All listening, right. guys. See you guys. See you later.